up, Raider Nation? Your buddy Murph back once again for what we trust will be a fantastic episode of the Raiders Fan Radio Rundown. This is where my best friend and your swag, Jeff, sit down and talk about the hottest news stories of the day and uh, talk a little bit about Raiders football. But, Jeff, we got something else to talk about as well. Of course we do. Uh, so, oh, yeah, by the way, welcome to my host, swag, Jeff. Hey, hey, is this thing on? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the last time, swag, Jeff, we sat down to do a podcast after going to the uh, – the Raider game in Vegas uh, against the San Francisco 49ers. Yes. Um, we did a podcast from the room because we wanted to document our weekend. We wanted to talk about all the amazing, fun things that, that had gone on and really talk about the game because, you know, people don't want to hear us just talk about us. They want to hear us talk about the Raiders. Sure. Because you guys don't talk enough about the Raiders. Right. Well, we ended up doing that podcast for us. Yeah, because uh, a couple of dumbasses forgot to turn one microphone on and muted the other one. There you go. Well, you know, Vegas, baby. Well, that's what that's happens. Vegas. That's what happens when you drink your weight in mojitos at the pool earlier. Oh, let's go. Yeah, that was pretty fun. Yeah, shout out Mandalay Bay. Shout out Megan, our freaking oh, yes. our server out there out. at, Good the, call at out. the Delano pool. The Delano pool, man. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was pretty fun. That was pretty fun. But anyways, so um, so anyways, I want to talk a little bit about the, the this weekend. First off, let me tell you, uh, this is just an audio-only podcast. So yes. this is just for our audio listeners. So if you are uh, uh, not yet a YouTube subscriber, uh, please go over to the YouTubes at youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio and hit the subscribe button. Or you can even hit the member button, the join member button. Yes. And you can get some fancy, cool emojis and some other cool stuff uh, during our live show. Plus, Michelle will send you your own personalized autographed or, or numbered anyways, this really cool print that she did um, just for RFR members. And so it's really cool, this like print card thing. Anyway, so do that, please, if, if, if you would. And if this is your first time checking in on the audio podcast, Hit the subscribe. Hit the auto Press the download. Damn button, nerd. Press the button, man. Hit us a free. Give a, like a, a a review on there. Uh, don't be like that one guy and give us three stars and say well, all these guys do is, is is talk about the Raiders with silver and black colored glasses on. Well, yeah, it's called Raiders Fan Radio. Dude. Absolutely. Like, what do you think we're gonna not do? We think we're we're gonna we're just gonna be like, oh, this team sucks. Like, no, we're fans of the Raiders that are. Absolutely. And right now, the Raiders that are, are playing pretty darn well and done some pretty good things and have been underrated in a lot of their moves in the offseason. So guess what? We're going to be positive until there's a reason to be negative. When we're 0-4 and freaking Tyree Wilson and Jimmy Garoppolo both re-break their feet, then guess what? Then yeah. it'll be Raider sad sack ass radio. But until then, we're going to be freaking fired up about what's going on in Raider Nation. Absolutely, man. Yeah. W what's there to be upset about right now? We're one and zero in the preseason, and yes, it is just preseason. But man, it was a fun game. We were there. Raider Nation showed up despite what the TV might have shown. And yes, there was a lot of red in that stadium. But but the stadium, man, the stadium. So let's start with start there. It was your first trip to Allegiant Stadium. You've been to a bunch of Raider games, of course. But your first one, because you you've been to Oakland, you've seen them on the road. But your first trip to Vegas and Allegiant Stadium. Talk about that experience going out there, Jeff. Yeah, man, the Death Star did not disappoint at all. Uh, if you haven't made it down to Las Vegas for a home game, I encourage you to go check it out because for for any of those folks that were you know upset about leaving Oakland, and Where I was, are we going to tailgate? Exactly. Well, there's plenty of spots to do that. The lots are wide open. There's plenty of uh, spots to feel like Oakland, you know, but we were, you know, we were those guys that we were kind of weary about, you know, well, you know, we're leaving Oakland, you know, that's sad and all that. But well, I miss Oakland. It's, it's, and this is what, and I don't want, and I'll let you talk here in a second. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, 
it, it's not Oakland. And, and I said that a lot, you know, to folks during this trip and, and many others. But that doesn't make it bad. It's right. just different. And so being a guy that grew up at the Oakland Coliseum, I was lamented the idea. I'm like, yeah, the tailgate is not going to be the tailgate. But it's okay because our, now your tailgate is going to be at Mandalay Bay. And like, we saw that firsthand. And it was great. And so the, all the Raider parties and all the things that go on over there at their fan district, and that's just one casino, right? let alone the, the M Casino, the official hotel of the Raiders, and all the other places that we've stayed where we've seen these really amazing pregame things go on for the Raiders. But you know, there's still a component of an actual tailgate. Um the game against the Chargers when we knocked them out of the playoffs, that was the closest I've seen the Allegiant Stadium parking lot resemble what an Oakland tailgate was. Not the size and the scope of it, but the spirit of it was there. It felt like an Oakland tailgate. Sure. But then the tailgate that we attended with the Raider Dad folks, they did an amazing job out so, there. Yeah, it was amazing. And it was just a different thing. It's the... Just because we miss Oakland doesn't mean that Vegas is bad. Anyways, I totally stole yeah, your thunder yeah, there. Please. Yeah, no, it's no, it's okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, for those of you that are still weary and you know, because you know, there were a lot of folks that said if they're not in Oakland, I'm not there. You know, I think we re- I, one of my I, good friends, Harley, was one of that. Absolutely, those guys. He's like, ah, oh, they're not, they're not from Oakland. I'm not a Raider fan. I'm like, you're weird. Yeah, that's weird. It's weird. Yeah. But you know, but but it for those, but, well, yeah. But for those of you that aren't sure, go to Allegiant Stadium just once. Just try it because that whole place, the Death Star in its all of its glory and all of its beauty is nothing but, and I think you've said it before, it's nothing but a love story to Al Davis and the Raiders. I mean, you, I mean, you walk through the club level and you see all the retired numbers, you know, or not retired numbers. Uh, I made the mistake just like, uh, this, uh, who, who else? Harry said that um, on your show that you Shameless plug there for you. Oh, that was shout out Harry Ruiz, yeah, dude. Out Harry, man. Thank that you was, for having me on, Harry. That was, a, that was Harry's really good people, show. man. Yeah, it was, he's a good dude. He's a great. Not guy, just man. for having me on there, but when we, this is now the second time we've met and chit chatted with him, and uh, just the solid, solid yeah, guy. rolled out to the Raider Dad tailgate, man. Like, so that's cool. so so cool. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, but you see all the 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 Hall of Famers right there on the wall and stuff. Of course, the big torch and all that stuff. And shout out to Fabricator Gill who. Hooked oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, they're not. Ret- tired numbers they're just they're just, they're just immortalized there right. in the we were walking about it you stopped you yeah, like, I, I had to like you took you aback you're, it's the only one of the three times that i've ever been mad at you because you're flying through Allegiant <laughs> stadium to get to our seats and i'm like bro slow down i'm trying to drink this in homie like let me do it because and, it's just and you got to that hall of fame wall and you're like holy shit it's, and it was it's unbelievable it i mean looks, like like really like even now like i'm still almost at a loss of words of my experience at the stadium itself i mean it was just it was so good it was so good in every way. That's a beautiful stadium. And that's an Al Davis stadium. This is what Al wanted. Al, If Al Preach. were alive, he would have done the same thing. If the opportunity presented himself, you know, he wanted to have the best facility, the best players, the best everything. And that's the best. I've never seen anything better. Inside, outside, everything. It was all, it's its just, it's perfect. Down to, what, what's, what's that quote? It was perfect down to the last minute detail. It was perfect. Heck yeah, you know I mean? bro. So yeah, yeah, so an amazing, amazing experience. Yeah, man, it, it is. It's incredible. It, it is. It's a living, breathing love story uh, and, and tribute to the greatness of the Raiders. And um, so Jeff, all right, so let's talk a little bit about the game and then we'll, we'll dip back in and talk about like our, our day to day. Cause that way, cause I know there are some people out there going to talk about the Raiders. Um, Really impressive outing, man. Let, let's just let's just go ahead and start at the top because you know it's the most prominent position in all of team sports. 
Um, so therefore it's got to be the most prominent, you know, topic of conversation for us here on Raiders fan radio. Uh, Aiden O'Connell, man, look pretty freaking awesome. And to anybody in the, in the, you know, in the opinion of, well, it's just the preseason. Well, yeah, well, there's a bunch of number one or first round draft picks could have played quarterback that look like ass in the preseason. So don't tell me that it's just the preseason. That dude came in, he came in freaking slinging. He was making very precise throws, very decisive throws, very like his ability to, and I understand, now this is one thing where I will get people that are, that are, uh, that are a little bit critical of it. Defenses in preseason are bland. They're very generic. Sure. They're not throwing complicated sets at these guys. So for him to, to be able to dissect the defense and at pre-snap, because that's what really, when you hear about getting here, quarterbacks get talked about, you know, whether it's, you know, smarts and all that kind of stuff. It's how much can you read pre-snap? That's what made, I hate him, but that's why I made Peyton Manning so great. Right. He knew exactly what you were going to do. Right. And then even when he lost some mustard off of his arm, even after he lost his fastball, he was still able to get the guys open Absolutely. because he knew in the, in the based on your defensive set, who was going to break open and when. So that's what really does. So anyway, so Aiden O'Connell was able to do a lot of that. He did that very, very well. Yes, it was it was a vanilla defense, but he was still doing it. And you can only do it with the defense that's presented in front of you. Absolutely. So the fact that he was able to read the defense and get the ball where it needed to go with the quickness of it, it was after the snap, it was one, two balls out. Yep. One, two balls out. And it didn't matter how long the route was. You notice that? Oh, absolutely. It was, didn't matter if it was a, if it was a, you know, a five yard out or a seven yard slant or what, like it was boom, boom balls out. Like yep. it's coming a hundred percent. And I was thinking a lot about this, Jeff, because I knew we were going to be doing a show and I was thinking about how I wanted to frame this, okay? okay? Because I can just hear, you know, the 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 the, the Twitter comments now. But I'm going to say it, okay? Okay, say it. I'm not going to compare Aiden O'Connell to Tom Brady. I, it's this is a preseason game. He's a fourth rounder out of Purdue. I'm not going to go nuts here. But what I am going to say is that the style of quarterback is that of Tom Brady. It's also the style of Jared Goff. It's also the style of like a Joe Burrow. It's these guys like there's so many fans nowadays that think you have to have these super dynamic, electric, athletic quarterbacks that where you have to scheme at least a portion of your offense around their ability to move and to run. Okay. That's not what these guys are. They're they're good at escaping, right? right. Even Tom Brady. I know he was a statue later on in his career. But he was good at escapability, extending out the pocket, right? Getting, you know, getting out of the way of, of, of a pass rush, right? Those kinds of things. Yeah. While still maintaining eye contact downfield, while still maintaining the ability to take a hit if he needs to, and to get, and to get the ball where it needs to go, right? Sure, yeah. And you look at all the quarterbacks that have played in the NFL in the Super Bowl of recent history, other than maybe Jalen Hurts last year and Russ back when, all the rest of the guys... Nick Foles, Joe Flacco, anybody freaking out there, you know, running for 150 yards playing quarterback? No. Yeah. You know, even like look at Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is not a great runner. No. He's a baseball player, so he knows how to, and I know he's a unicorn, 
So he can he can avoid contact, right? Escape the pocket, extend it out, and then just go slide. Yeah. But he ain't out there freaking like juking people and like no. you know what I'm saying? Like no. so when you look at like Aiden O'Connell, the big knock against him was that he had this lack of mobility. But what we saw was at the times he was under pressure, he was able to escape it and still deliver the ball downfield. And I'm like, dude, that was impressive. I guess it's a preseason game. I'm not getting crazy. Don't let my takeaway be, please, anybody listening, oh, Murph just compared him to Tom Brady. I'm saying that style, that stand up and deliver the ball quick, that's what he's doing. And right. I mean, and that's what makes get your team to a damn Super Bowl. Right. Well, and that style of play, I mean, that's where Josh McDaniels is successful. And we've seen that first thing. And yes, you're not going to compare o- uh, Aiden O'Connell. What are they calling? They're calling him the Irish Cannon. The Irish Cannon. I love that. Yeah, I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I love that. But you know, but yeah, I mean, you're not going to compare. It's better than AOC. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, you're yeah, you're not going to compare those two players specifically. But yes, like you said, that style of play is where McDaniel's thrives. So be excited about that because I mean, we got to see. And yes, like you said, the you know, the defense is, is, is what it was, but to see him to adjust to certain things, like you said, scramble out of the pocket a little bit, you know, do those things. I mean, I see some mobility, man. I'm, I, I have no knock against anything that I saw out of that. Um, you know, and then, but then you look at his stats, which PFF has in the top graded rookie of week one in the preseason, not just quarter, period. Oh, really? Okay. Top rated okay. rookie in all of the preseason in week one. So that's that's fantastic to see. But but then you look at that and his two best passes were incomplete. His two oh, best. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a, there was a yeah. couple of dropsies from from Trey Tucker, you know, that were monster plays. I mean, that one maybe should have been called complete on the sideline, but that, I mean, he just floated it perfectly and landed right in Tucker's hands. I mean, I don't even think he had a dive for it. Really? I, I don't know why he did, but, uh, but he's a rookie because he's a rookie and, and you're trying to, you know, make your mark. And I get that, but, but I mean, it was, it was a beautifully thrown ball. I mean, every, I mean, it was, it was amazing just to see him control that offense, run that offense, not be shaken. You know, you got guys falling at your feet and he's not, falling into pressure he's not he's stepping in the pocket just right he's stepping up through the pocket just right i didn't see a whole lot of knocks that you can give this kid i mean he i mean not getting crazy but like if jimmy goes down we might be okay yeah and i i when we we drafted him yes me nor i don't think anybody else thought this is going to be our franchise quarterback Sure. Now I'm not going to sit here on August whatever it is 16th and tell you that Aiden O'Connell is going to be our franchise quarterback. But maybe that's one of the things they were thinking about when they drafted him was that like if we've got Jimmy G a, a serviceable healthy Jimmy G for a year or two, can we take Aiden O'Connell and mold him into a franchise quarterback into a guy that can start for an NFL team? I think they they that may be what they were thinking. Yeah. Or originally we were like, oh, okay, this is going to be a, you know, a depth guy, and you know maybe they can develop him and trade him for some draft capital or whatever. Sure. That's kind of what I was thinking. They were going to, you know, like you look at, again, go use the damn Patriots. People hate it, but 
you look, that's what they did. That's what Jimmy Garoppolo was. Right. They draft him out of Eastern Illinois. He plays behind Tom. He has uh, some good games in the regular season when Tom gets injured, and they trade him away for way more than they spent to get sure. him. They did the same thing with Matt Castle. Like that. That's kind of one of the things. that. So I figured that was maybe what this thing was. Sure. That they were just going to draft him to develop him because they know they can they can they can develop a quarterback and then generate some capital for him on a trade but maybe not maybe, maybe they not. weren't maybe they looked at it like no this could be the guy yeah absolutely man i'll tell you i feel a lot better about the quarterback room today than i did a week ago amen after yes. watching aiden o'connell perform the way he performed i feel kind of okay right now you know i feel pretty confident that we have a group of guys that, you know, I mean, and and obviously O'Connell has solidified himself as the solid backup. We're not going to be seeing a whole lot of Brian Hoyer or Chase Garbers or anything like that. It's going to be AOC. It's going to be the Irish Cannon. That's our guy. That's the backup. I I, I feel I feel pretty, pr- pretty. Com- I feel comfortable. I'm good. Yeah, I think so. And it wouldn't surprise me. Obviously, it's going to come down to Garbers or Hoyers. Who's going to be the, the, the third? It wouldn't surprise me if Hoyers just there through the preseason yeah you know I, I, mean? I don't like, disagree with you because I, I feel like he's there to like be an extra coach yes you know what i mean because if they really were gonna, if he was gonna be the backup he'd have played oh for sure he would have had you know what i'm saying like yeah it, like i was kind of surprised it was o'connell i was like oh okay cool yeah you know yeah. I, I fully expected hoyer to be the guy yeah i don't think so i think hoyer is gonna be there long enough to mentor these guys to to, to coach them up and then Hoyer will end up somewhere else or whatever, you know what I mean? Or come back if somebody gets hurt, God forbid, sure. or whatever. But like, I think that's where this thing is going, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and so keeping it on the offensive side of the ball, uh, the O-line, man, I was really impressed with that yeah. O-line. Our running backs, you know, I mean, Zeus had a great game. But Sincere McCormick had a dynamite game. We saw some running backs do some things. Yes, they don't wear number eight. And I understand that. And we'll see him back soon enough. I think sooner rather than later at this point. But I was pleased with the way that the offensive line was opening up holes, you know, creating space for these guys. I mean, you know, and these are our backups, too. So if anything, it shows you that, hey, I know we weren't going one V ones, but we but the Niners have a fantastic defense and their twos could be ones on some teams. And, you know, besides besides that stupid Clee Farrell getting through for a sack, you know, I mean, you know, and, and, and and, yeah, that was maybe one of the first good things he's done in his career. Thanks Clee. Yeah. Yeah. Glad you finally showed up in the Legion stadium. Stadium. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, so, but, but I was overall very, very pleased as well with, with that group. So, I mean, I'm, I, again, I feel better about the O-line today than I did a week ago. Yeah, and I think people have underrated the Raiders on the offensive line this offseason. Like, you know, everyone wanted the bigger, the the flashy signing and all that kind of stuff. I think they got a lot of faith in Carmen Brasillo to to coach these guys up. There is a lot to be said for consistency by having the same group in there for for another year. Um, And I don't think they played as bad as you and I both know and and we've been told. They didn't play as bad as maybe we had thought as fans watching games because there were other things that were influencing um, what was going on in the offensive line. Sure. And anybody that says that Josh Jacobs was the leading rusher behind a bad offensive line, sorry, you're full of shit. 
Like you can't totally. be a leading rusher and play behind a trash offensive line. Josh Jacobs is really good. He ain't Barry Sanders. Right. Barry Sanders was able to play well behind a bad offensive line. That's not Josh Jacobs. So I'm sorry. Like Josh Jacobs is great, but he's not one of the all-time greats. Sure. He ain't Emmett Smith. He ain't freaking whatever. You you name it. Jim Brown certainly, but like yeah. you know what I mean? Of the modern day. Yeah. And even Thurman Thomas, I don't think. I mean, maybe. Yeah. But like, anyways. Point being, though, that like I think the offensive line is doing just fine. Um, and we saw our twos and their twos. We were dominating the line of scrimmage. The All the joint practices leading up to the game, our ones were dominating their ones. And there you go. You know, and we heard it already this week. We've seen it already this week in some of the, the footage that's come out of camp now. Bro. Our ones against the ones of the Rams. Max Crosby is freaking feeding, dude. Oh, yeah. Max Crosby is making, I mean, we've we've said on the show, and I've said it a few times now, I think he's in the running for Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. And he's showing it already. Dude is freaking ridiculous, man. Yep, absolutely. He's absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely he is. You know, I mean, it, you see Max, too. I mean, and what a leader he is. You know, and it, I he's feel like talking the, that shit. He's already. talking that shit a lot. You know, he's running by Matt Stafford and going, sack, sack, <laughs> sack. <laughs> Zach, which you love to see, but even more just like coaching up our guys, you know, we see Tyree Wilson get activated off of the the, the uh, non-football injury list, whatever. And like during water breaks, Max is working with Tyree already. He's working with him and building his skill, you know, you know, getting getting specific on a lot of some details and stuff like that. It's just it's really, really good to see. But like but talking about one V ones, did you see the picture today that they released of Colt Miller, you know, freaking dominating Aaron Donald? No, bro. He had him on his knees, bro. Like it was really dude. Yeah, it's solid. It's solid. Uh, yeah. Respect Colt Miller. Oh, uh, that's cool. Yeah, we don't talk about enough. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. So yeah, dude. So I got I'm I'm encouraged by the offensive line. Um, you know, and and even and even the, the 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 second tier guys. I mean, O'Connell just had time. He had yeah. time, even on the times when he wasn't one two ball out, like even when he, you know, did take an extra beat, you know, waiting for a guy to get open. Plenty of plenty of time to do it, man. Yep. He wasn't under constant duress like yep. we've seen, uh, you know, in past iterations of this team. So right, well, and you know, and he's got an interception on his on his log for for that game. That wasn't no interception. That was you no know what I mean. That was a freaky fluky play yeah, that wound up in the hands of the of the other team in the end zone. But yeah. but yeah, no, that no, wasn't no. on him. But no. yeah, so I so we're looking good there. Um, let's go. Uh, let's keep on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, wide receivers. Okay, Trey Tucker. Yes. Looking good. Looking good. Looking good. Again, another pick. The Raiders got a bad rap on. Oh, well, they've already got a slot guy. Uh, speaking of uh, Raiders making uh, uh, Rams look bad. Right. Hunter Renfro. He's oh, back. Oh, my gosh. He's back. He is freaking making people look stupid. Yeah. Uh, in some of these videos that come out today with the joint practice with the Rams. But anyways, but Trey. T- okay. So Trey Tucker gets drafted. Well, yeah, but you already got Jacoby Myers. Yeah, but you are, you already got Hunter Renfro. You already got two guys that can play the slot. Why would you bring in another guy that can play the slot? Well, clearly they did because he's fast as hell. Absolutely. <laughs> he's fast as hell, and he's stocky. Yes. Like, he ain't a little skinny guy. Like He's not like Philip Dorsett. Like, he's not a thin, like, you know what I mean? Like, you think of, like, fast guys, like, usually they're kind of, they're small or whatever. He's kind of, like, almost built. built like Steve Smith, especially when that number 89. Yes. You know 100%. what I mean? Like, he's kind of like that, man. So, I having Trey Tucker in that game, I mean, excel and play the way that he did. Um, I know he had a couple of balls that he would want back. But, again, he's a rookie. 
It's his he's, first he's a game. rookie, and he's he's a small. What's what school did he come out of? Um, Was it is he a Cincinnati guy? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. So he's a group of five guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, to give like give that kid some grace, I think. Yeah. I mean, so you look at so we've got Hunter obviously ain't going anywhere. I nope. hope not. So you got you got Devontae and Jacoby. You got Hunter Renfro. You got Trey Tucker. Who's the fifth? It's a it's a tough call, That's man. It's a tough it, one, right? It's a tough call, man. You got Cole. You got you got Keelan Cole, who I think I think is probably I, you saw a lot more out of him in the first preseason game. He'll probably start so, in the next one. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, so I mean, so or I the last him, one, anyways, the third one. Yeah, yeah, right. But I could see him being five, like a guy like you just brought up, Philip Dorsett. I don't know if he makes the roster. I don't know if he makes the roster. You know, I mean, man. I don't know if they keep more than five guys. You know, you might go six, but you know, but you look at those tight ends. What F- Fothingham or whatever? Are, are I mean, that dude looked freaking looked pretty good, legit, man. And yeah. you know, we cut OJ Howard, so you got Mayer, you got Austin Hooper, and you bring in that guy as the third, like. That's dope. Like, I like that a lot. So, yeah, so we might rock with five. So you see you know, an, another year, like what you said, I feel like the past few years we've been really, really fortunate at the receiver position where we cut good guys. You know, I mean, last year, Keelan Cole was one of them. He was out and ended up coming back and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you know? But we yeah. cut, I think, Tyron Johnson last year. We had an amazing preseason. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. All that yeah, kind yeah. of stuff. So, like, so we're cutting good guys at that position, and that's a great problem to have. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. and for those of you that are like, well, why do we have so many slot guys? I'll give you two names, Amendola and Edelman. That's why. There you go. That's why. Wes Welker. Yeah, there you go. You know that's why. I mean? That's why right there. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and kick Jacoby inside. You know what I mean? On one side and have Hunter on the other. Bro. You know what I mean? Trey Tucker on the outside, just running freaking nine routes. Yep. Just just down the field. You yep. know what I'm saying? Like, yep. dude, like that's, I just, I love it. I love yeah. it. And what, but, hey, did you see too that Garoppolo has been overthrowing receivers a little bit? Yeah, but he can't throw the deep ball. Jeff. He can't throw the deep ball, man. He's, he's he doesn't gonna, have any arm strength. He can't throw it further than 40 yards downfield. Well, then why the hell I buy my second Garoppolo jersey <laughs> ball here in Vegas? <laughs> yeah. He had like a 70-yard bomb to, uh, who was it to? Um, I don't know. He threw a 70-yard bomb to somebody yesterday in practice. Perfect. I'm like, come on, man. Like, yeah, it's that, that I think, is one of the most overshot narratives of this freaking offseason. Like, is he going to just be, you know, is he going to be, you know, Aaron Rodgers or is he going to be Brady to Moss back there? No. No one, anybody. That, not a lot of people are. I well, mean, Patrick the, Mahomes is like the guy for that big, deep ball. But I mean, you know, I mean, anyone, any of these other guys are throwing 50 yard passes. How many more yards in the air do you want? Let your receivers do a little bit of the work, too. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. And I just it's not it's not part of like a lot of offenses where you got guys that are just back there and just freaking ripping it 50 yards downfield, you know, every other series like that's just not you just don't see it that frequently because if you do it all the time, then I mean, people are just going to play you back. And then that's you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. You know, is it going to be a thing where he does frequently? I don't even think frequently, but when he but can he should called upon if they're really pressing the line of scrimmage and you got a one on one on the outside with Devontae and the safety's freaking playing up like yeah, okay. Make let Devontae torch that one guy yep. and then freaking throw it up there and let him go get it. Like yep. that's the kind of thing you're gonna see with Jimmy G. So it's not like you know what I'm saying? Like it ain't gonna be no Aaron Rodgers freaking like you know what I mean, trying to or even like I don't know, like again, I go back to the Brady Moss thing. I mean like a like a, just, like a Brett Favre or something like that. Right, you're right. Gun just just like gunslinging it down. That ain't gonna happen, man. It's not even gonna be Derek Carr. It's not even going to be that, but that's, but that's again, that's, but that's not what they need him to do 
all the time, but can he do it and will he do it at times when it's when it's there? Hundred percent, hundred percent, ten out of ten times. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, anyway, so great stuff. There. All right, let's go. Uh, let's talk a little bit about our weekend, right? Uh, let's go. Wait, ahead and... wait, wait, we gonna gloss over the defense? No. Okay, we're, gonna... we're good. Easy, hot dog. Well, this is where Uncle Mosh would be yelling. What at is me. that? What if we're taking intermission to talk about our weekend? We're gonna take a little bit of a break here, okay? okay? And then we're gonna listen to this. These good, fine folks that are supporting. Uh, the One Nation Foundation through advertising here on Raiders Fan Radio. Okay, we're going to hear what they have to say, and then we're then I want we're going to come back, and then we're, uh, I want you to tell us a little bit about our weekend, and then talk about the defense. Okay, deal. Is that okay with you? I guess so. Jeez, Jeff. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat. Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket. Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. All right, Raider Nation, welcome back to this episode of Raiders Fan Radio, uh, where we're doing the rundown. That's where we're sitting here on the couch talking into the microphones. Yeah, we've never done a show from the couch. No, it's kind of fun. I see why the bussing guys do this all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Like when they go on the road and stuff, they just like hang out like on Max Crosby's couch. Yeah. No, yeah, I see why, sure. they, why they do well, that. Well, and you got a couch for a tall guy. You know, respect to the tall guys out there. But the, but us short kings, we're sitting in here like we're like eight years old. Like my, <laughs> my feet aren't touching the ground or anything like that. So, so. Well, but, you don't lean up against the head over there. No, nah, no, nah, I'm good. I'm yeah, good. Yeah, I'm you guys, you're just getting your, you're like your, your, your lean on there, bro. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm two, I'm two inches away from just laying down <laughs> completely flat, you know. But, uh, but dude. Yeah, talk about the weekend, man. Uh, you know, let's not spend an hour on it, but definitely talk a lot, tell about yeah. what we did with the tailgate. Your experience walking into Allegiant, yep. kind of our weekend in Vegas, running into all of our good friends, absolutely. other content creators, show producers, talk about all that. Yep, absolutely. So yeah, so so first and foremost, much respect to Raider Dad. Raider Dad, Josh Kamenite, the whole crew was out there, 54 families uh, represented, uh, taken into the game, the full tailgate experience, much respect to Superman and Captain America and Wanda for making it out to the tailgate to take photos with the kids and all that stuff, all their great sponsors, Woodson Whiskey, Happy Dad, uh, Jay's Gourmet out there slinging, slinging meats. Dude, Jay's Hot Link sandwiches are- it may, it may be one of the top five things that I've ever eaten. Dude, it was it's so, so good. Yeah. Yeah, it was fantastic. So so we had a great time there. I mean, and and respect to Josh. Josh hooks us up with Raider Dad jerseys and stuff like that that he got made for us and stuff like that. Like, I mean, and they gave the One Nation Foundation flowers big time this weekend. I mean, our stuff was on the back of the shirts. They had a big backdrop with our logo on it, all that stuff. It was just really, really cool to see to see what we do actually working out. At that time, you know what I mean? The One Nation Foundation, yes, we give to, to different Raider-related charities. We give to the Bolitnikovs, but we've never been to Tracy's Place of Hope. 
You know what I mean? Like we were here at the tailgate right, right, right. on the ground, seeing where that money went to on behalf of Raider nation. And what a beautiful thing it was. It was so amazing. The kids that was were, money well spent, man. Yeah, the kids were having an absolute blast. I mean, just watching the kids with little Devonte Adams jerseys, playing catch, throwing cornhole, all that good stuff, drinking Pepsi. Pepsi came in last second and sponsored Raider dad as well. And we got, you know, we got word that, you know, there may be some, some much, much bigger entities going to be sponsoring Raider dad here in the future. And, and frankly, Josh was like, and that's because of you guys. And we were like, nah, nah, it's not because of us. And he was like, no, it is, it is. And your listeners and their support and all that stuff made all of this possible. So much respect to all of you guys that donate, whether it be monetarily telling a friend about the one nation foundation, any of that, because you guys made that possible. And it was just, it, it was just a glorious day from start to finish. It was an amazing day starting at 10 AM down there on lot H doing it big for the one nation foundation and for Raider dad and, you know, drinking happy dads with Josh right before we go in high five and Harry Ruiz before we walk in uh, much respect to Tyler Raider, who was out there hanging out with yes, us the whole time. Ty, yep, uh, uh, Jimmy Duke, who we ran into it uh, inside. What a cool Stadium. guy. He's what a cool guy, man. Guy he is. He, he hit He, I think he hit me. He hit us up and was like, Hey, I'm thinking about starting a show. What do you think? And we're like, do it, bro. Do it, man, because that guy is awesome. He's he's legit. He's a true Raider fan. Um, of course, we got to see our buddy Graf and uh, and um, uh, who uh, B- uh, Fitz, Mr. Fitz, Mr. Fitz was Samoan. there, Samoan and all that stuff. So we got to share a cocktail with those guys, and it was that just was fun. Hey, we were hanging out the torch, hanging at the uh, torch there for uh, during the third quarter, and just just hanging out and, and and bullshitting with those guys, and just you know, it's one of the things I love about about our community of, of, you know, people that, that do these podcasts and do YouTube shows and everything. Like for the most part, everyone has each other's back. And Jeff and I were going up the escalator on the way in. And I was telling him like, you know, so anybody that doesn't know this, I'm kind of a nerd. I like yeah. nerdy shit. I like Batman. I like star Wars. I like Lord of the Rings. I love all that kind of stuff. And I've never been to a convention for any of those things. And I've, and I've always wanted to, I've always wanted to go to star Wars celebration or comic-con or like any of those kind of like big, like nerdy events, you know, but as we're hitting the escalator, I look at Jeff and I'm like, you know what? This is, this is, these are our conventions. Yeah. This is what this, the Raiders are my ultimate fandom beyond any of that other stuff. So these are our conventions. And so it feels like, getting up there, going to the torch and then seeing all these guys that we know. And of course, we've met most all of them before or, but like with a guy like Jimmy, somebody that we just know from Twitter, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just know from the show, like getting to meet them. It's that it's so, it's so much a convention. Like yeah. that's the convention floor for us is the torch. We're at the bar at Allegiant stadium. Like it was, yeah. it's just such a fun vibe, man. Like 100%. it's just such a fun vibe. Everyone's laughing and taking pictures and you know what I mean? And like doing spots for, you know, for different, you know, with our cameras and I, it's dude, I, I could not, it's like, you know, aside from, you know, family, obviously, you know, faith, family, football. Right. But like, aside from, from the, the faith and family component of it, and then like, you know, like close friends, like that's my people. Like, I feel like, like not to sound all dopey, but like, feel like we're seen in that. Like, cause like where we live, we don't even live in market. Like we're not, yeah, yeah, there's a lot of Raider fans considering where we live, but it's not like we're around a bunch of Raider people. And it's certainly not around a bunch of Raider people that are as passionate as we are. And oh, by the way, 
also do shows like we do. So to be around folks like that is just freaking cool. It's so fun for me, just selfishly for me to be around a bunch of people like that, bunch of creatives and people that are into it. I mean, don't want to miss a play. Like we can all be sitting there bullshitting, but every time there's a play on all of our eyes are going up to the board. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, dude, I'm telling you. And for anybody like that doesn't even matter if you are or aren't a content creator, if you've got a shot to go and do that, to go and, and I know people are critical of Allegiant stadium. I have been one of those about the amount of opposing fans that show up at these things. And yeah, there was a shit ton of Niner fans there, but when we were at the base of that torch, there wasn't no damn Raider fan or no no Niner fans. Right. It was all of us Raider fans. So if you ever have that opportunity to, like Jeff said, go to Legion Stadium and then go be around that, you, you're with your people. You're home. You're, you're home, man. You're home. You're home. Like it's absolutely. I, oh my gosh. It's yeah. It was you know just a just a fully you know circle it back. You know the common thing that we were all there for was a Raider game, right? You know, but. This it's that that with this past weekend, Sunday, truly epitomized bigger than football. It was bigger than football in every way of that saying. It was bigger than football because of Raider Dad. It was bigger than football because we got to hang with our people. It was bigger than football because, I mean, just, you know, just Raider Nation coming together as family. It's so much more than a football game, man. So much more. Yeah. And this was a preseason game. And it's a preseason game. You know? And I, I felt that way. The, the game against the Chargers, that was that was pretty freaking epic, man. Oh, I, I, sure. I mean, sure. That was one of the most epic Raider experiences, maybe the most, other than like my first time going to the Coliseum with my dad or stuff. Sure. Like, other than stuff like that, like it was it was pretty freaking epic. But so for this, like you know, just uh, yeah, just the extended family that 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 we now share through this podcast, um, and that includes. All the listeners, that's not just other content creators or whatever people that we know, like that's everybody, you know, like, yeah, we have good friends like, uh, uh, like Ty that, that flew out to, to hang out with us and shout out Ty, man. Love that guy. Love that guy. Um, and so, you know, like, yes, there are folks like that, but then there's the first time people, but then there's like, just kind of people that you just, you know, there's people, folks like Jay Jackson, right? Like we know Jay pretty well. Yeah. We'll see Jay and and stuff like that, but then it'll just be like random people. They're like, hey, I listened to your show. I love you guys. Like, and, and and shame on me. I don't remember the name of the one guy at the tailgate that came up. Oh, to uh, Mike. Mike. Yeah. yeah. Mike. And he's like, oh, yeah, I love you guys. And he's like, I'm like, thanks, Mike. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. just, that is so freaking 100%. fun to connect with people. like. And that, then the know? cherry on top is Uncle Mosh and Cousin Sonny were there. Absolutely. You know, so yeah. that's that was that was the icing on the cake. The man. first two, the first two members of the RFR Hall of Fame that will have their their jerseys hanging from the rafters at uh, Fan Cave 2.0. So, so, yeah, it was just an amazing experience. The only thing that would have made it even better is if Michelle was there. Yeah, it was a bummer not having Michelle Lamont. It was. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, it, it was. Um, but she'll be there with us for Bolitnikoff this year. Yep. Uh, Lamont will be there as well. So that will be cool. Uh, and we'll look forward to that. Look forward to getting back to Vegas, man. I'm already ready to go back. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think Mosh is coming again too. I oh, think, good. I think he got, he got bit by the bug again. <laughs> oh yeah, of course he did. Uh, yeah. Of course he did. It was so fun having him there. Having it was him great. And so yeah, man, it was, was great. great. That was great. Um, yeah, all that. Th- yeah, there you go. And there's another component. It was the family component. You know what I mean? That was the other thing. And like, you know, like I just, and I said that that's like the first thing for me anyways, faith and family, but like, yeah, my literal family was there too. Right. You know what I mean? And he's practically family to you. Oh, hundred percent. A million years ago. Yep. 
So, anyways, but yeah, great, great stuff. All right, so let's get talk about this defense, and then we'll we'll get on out of here, Raider Nation. Um, defensively, uh, I think the theme to me, Jeff, is that we heard how the offensive line was dominating uh, up front in the joint practices, and we saw it in the preseason game. I think the same exact thing could be said for the defensive line. Um, seeing a guy like Jordan Willis have the game that, that, that he had out of the gate. Uh, who's our big guy up front? Uh, it was a Butler. Yeah. Uh, huge. I mean, a sack early, like just, I mean, in the quarterback's face, in Trey Lance's face. Dude, they got after him all game. All game long, man. Like, I mean, so impressive that, that push up front, man. And like, and again, going to, there's a lot of similarities between the offensive defensive sides of the football at the line of scrimmage. And that is that I think they're underrated. I think so too. I think they're underrated. I don't think Max Crosby's underrated, but I think that a lot of the guys that are in the middle are underrated. And I think that even Chandler Jones is being slept on a little bit. I think people jump to conclusions way too freaking fast on Tyree Wilson, myself included. I even said just on the last show, I was like, well, yeah, he's a two to three year project. And maybe he is in terms of like, before he fully emerges in his career like Max Crosby did. But there is no reason that that dude can't come out and have 10 sacks his rookie year like Max Crosby did too. Sure. So, like, I think that we're sleeping on our our, our players up front. Linebackers, um, I think it's still out. I think we're still kind of out on that. I think we might, yeah, we might be a player away still. I think, uh, I you think know. maybe, you know. I but I was impressed by Amari Bernie. Amari Bernie, absolutely. You know, he's he's the guy, and you know, and I think we said it on one of our prior shows that Amari Bernie, I think, was brought in as like a cover guy, but he was in the backfield, man. He was stopping runs. I think he got a sack, stuff like that. Like, I mean, much respect to Amari Bernie. Like, he could be emerging as one of those, you know, rotational guys. You know, absolutely. I a hundred percent think so. And you know, and seeing his ability to to play, you know, back. I thought was 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 pretty solid, um, but yeah, they had Masterson in there, kind of calling the shots. You know what I mean? Wearing the green dot, playing the middle field. I don't know. He he, he he seemed fine. I mean, he had some some decent plays. He didn't jump off the field to me like he did last off season. So now I don't know if that's because he's playing inside versus outside like he did last year or what, or maybe it was new. I don't I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know. Sure, because we've heard that like, um, but behind Diablo, who's the other guy that's going to be wearing the green dot? Um, uh, Epps. Oh, that's right. It was Epps. It wasn't even another linebacker. Yeah. So, um, anyways, I think that there's the, the jury's still out there. I think that there's still going to be some more improvement or maybe even signing somebody else or making a move for somebody else in there, or maybe not, or maybe just the divine Diablo is just going to keep it freaking locked down and they're going to play more of a, you know, I know that, you know, with, 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 uh, with Patrick Graham, he plays all these different hybrids. He plays a million different things. So maybe he's not going to have all these three, you know, linebacker sets, you know, like we saw our, um, our guy, um, freaking 36, uh, um, uh, in the third. Yeah. He, he was playing basically in that outside linebacker spot, but he's like a safety, right? You know what I mean? So yep. maybe we'll see more of that. So really when you look at it, like game in game out, like we really will lean into the idea of like, we'll be playing two linebacker sets a lot. I think so you too. Know what, you know what yeah. I mean? I, th- I have a feeling like that's kind of where it's going to go. Yep. I think you know? so too. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. But, but I also like to see, and of course we all like to see turnovers. 
Yeah. Oh, we yes. turned the ball over a couple times. Man. Yes. We did. There was a couple of uh, uh, turnover on downs, obviously, but but we forced a fumble. We got an interception. Like, I mean, you know, that's that was always the big knock, right? You know, if we can't get the ball back, you know, then then what are we doing? But I mean, already two turnovers, uh, just like I mean, that's that's what you want to see. Yeah, you got to get the ball back, and that's that's. I mean, if if the the biggest thing I've ever been critical of of this Raider defense, and in, in more than just recent history. Was that yeah exactly that that you we can't get the ball back and like you can you can you know you can give up a lot of yards like it don't matter giving it up between the twenties you know but can you get that big sack on third down that's when we when when we lost Khalil Mack we lost that ability to be super effective and to get the ball back because that's what he did sure he'd get a strip sack on third down he'd close off Cam Newton he'd, he'd do those kinds of things you know uh, not only just at any time in the game but especially late in games and so you know I think now with the with with what they're doing already, I think we're going to see a lot more turnovers this year. That's what you get when you when you when you sign Marcus Peters, right? A hundred. You know what I mean? You're going to get those. You're going to get those. Those, let alone a pass breakup, but you're going to get those turnovers, man. You're going to get their guys getting their hands on the ball, and he's already rubbing off on young DBs, especially like Jacorian Bennett, yep. who also played pretty well. You know what I mean? Like we, we, I think I think that's where this thing is going to go. Yeah. Speaking of Bolton too, like they're even using him on like a like blitz packages like he was blitzing from that linebacker spot like yeah i don't know if that's just a preseason thing or if that's skim like not only play calling wise but for him himself like i have a feeling we're gonna be super super deep at db and especially like bigger dbs oh you yeah know what i mean i think 100%. i have a feeling that's kind of where they're going like on this quicker like super fast like even taking diablo and putting him in a middle linebacker you know he's converted safety basically you know oh, what I mean? yeah you know 100%. So, like i think that that's what they're going for that speed and because that's guess what jeff that's what you got to do to beat the damn chiefs a hundred percent and that's who we're trying to play you know get what back, i mean get back there quick gotta get back there quick man so anyways yeah so good stuff there I and mean, game was just a blast man vegas was a blast for the weekend jeff and i went and spent all of our money at freaking uh at uh what's that place called the raider image raider image and yeah. and respect to you because you, you your, your tab was higher than my tab. Oh. Wow. <laughs> I'm saying something. It was the first time I ever outspent Swag Jeff. Yeah. Well, yeah. You walked up to me and said, how much was it? And I told you, and you were like, oh, I got you beat. I'm like, oh, I guess there's a little Swag Jeff in all of us. There- <laughs> yeah, man. Well, there was something that caught my eye as I'm walking Bro. through the Rainer image. I made it over to the Hall of Fame section. And there in all of its glory is the Tim Brown 1994 NFL 75th year anniversary AFL throwback jersey oh, and the Mitchell and Ness and damn it she's a beaut. Oh, she's a beaut. It's 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 gorgeous. And so it's beautiful. I saw and I don't like to spend that much money on one piece of clothing, but man, I'm like I can't not get this like oh for sure because i've been wanting an afl jersey forever and i've got a knockoff one it's a good knockoff but i've got a knockoff one of a daryl lamonica um but i've been wanting to get that one there's my i really want to find a lewis murphy since oh since i'm murphy i really want to find a lewis murphy because he wore that jersey when they did the afl throwbacks and that's that, that number 18. And you just, you can't, you can't, I've been looking can't for find it. years yeah. and to try to find one. You can't find one. I should have bought one back in the day. It was so stupid, but anyways, but so, but this is, I mean, this Timmy Brown, man, it's amazing. Yeah. It's, it's pretty, it's, yeah. it's so pretty. I don't wear white jerseys really a lot. I don't wear white clothing a lot. Yeah. I bought a white Raider hat to go with it. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. bro, Let's go. Let's go. 
so yeah. proud of you. Well, thanks, man. Thanks. Yeah, but anyway, so good stuff there for, for the Raiders. Raider image, man. Vegas, we love you. I love it all. There's not any part about it that I don't like. Yep. There are things I miss. You know what I mean? As I mentioned, there are things about Oakland that I miss. I'm sure some of the some of the, some of the things about it, but I don't not like. And there's nothing about Las Vegas other than maybe the the opposing teams fans. I, everybody's fine. No one's fighting. It's not like the old days when we, we could, they even quit playing the freaking Niners. Raiders game because people were getting stabbed and beat up and all kinds of crazy sure. shit. So it's not like there was like an animal, like a bunch of animosity between the fan bases. It's just you just don't like to see that much red. Sure. You know, and it's not as it looks worse on TV because the red jumps off the screen. Sure. When the black blend blends in. So it looks a lot worse than it does in person right. on TV. Um, but even still, I don't love it. I don't. That's that, yeah. I, that'd be my only thing. And I wouldn't. And even that, I don't. I think it's even a minor complaint because that will change. Well, and that's what I was just getting ready to say, because, you know, uh, you know, we are in a new place still, you know, the Las Vegas Raiders are still a young team, you know? So, so what cures all of those things? Just win, baby. Win. You win win and the fans will come. Absolutely. You know, the diehards we've never left and we'll be there no matter where, but those in between guys or those Vegas residents that aren't too sure or anything like that wins will cure all of that. And it will be because it will become a place to be. Yes. Like right now for people that are lukewarm about the Raiders or like you said, Vegas residents, like it's not a place to be seen yet when the Raiders are one of the best teams in football or have won a few playoff games or whatever the case, then it will be a place to be seen. It will be an event just like the golden Knights are. And then those people aren't going to be selling their tickets. And it's going to be loaded with a bunch of Raider fans. And then guess what? The team will be good. The team will be winning. That will then form their fandom, hopefully. And then going forward, they won't be as apt to sell their tickets because they'll have a passion for the team. So even if the team isn't great, they're going to still want to go. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. It'll, once once it becomes hip to be at a Raider game, for the oh, for those fans, it already is for us. Oh, and for, for sure. You know what I mean? And for anybody listening to us, frankly, I'm it, it already is the coolest thing to be, to be at a Raider game. So I'm not, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here, yeah. but I'm talking to those people that are just kind of like, you well, know, you saw it live when we beat the chargers in uh, to go to the playoffs. I mean, you said the vibe was, was, oh. you know I mean? There wasn't, there wasn't a lot of charger fans there. Barely. You yet. know what I mean? I mean so, there's only six of them to begin with, but there was only like three there. Right. Yeah. Right. No, it wasn't many at all. It wasn't many at all. So, uh, you know, that's exactly the thing, Jeff. It, it has to be that, you know, yep. and then, and then, and, you know, frankly, going into this season where there's such a divide in the fan base because of everybody, everybody's in there, not everybody, but a lot of people were in their feelings about Derek and all that kind of shit and all the Patriot way. And right, all this yeah, kind of, yeah, so Josh. there's a lot of division around the fan base anyway. So I could see that, that like, even going into this season, like, you know, the honeymoon's over. You know what I mean? But watch us start winning some freaking football games and that boom, that changes. Really there you go. Yeah. All right, Swag Jeff, that was amazing, man. Uh, go ahead and tell them about our socials. Tell them about the foundation, all that good stuff. And get us on out of here. Absolutely, man. So, yeah, so if you, you want to find us on the socials, you can go to facebook.com slash Raiders Fan Radio Podcast. You can find us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, TikTok, all at Raiders Fan Radio. Uh, and hit us up on our uh, our foundation, the One Nation Foundation. If you want to donate monetarily, you can do so at onenationfoundation.net. Click the donate button. It'll take you to our PayPal page. Uh, 100% of that money goes to different Raider-related charities like Raider Dad, like Politnikov, all that stuff. So get them mixed with that. Uh, yeah, man, I, that's about all I got, man. My, my voice is already starting to give out because Vegas. 
You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. Fun show, man. Much respect to you guys. Uh, Go Raiders tomorrow, right? Yeah, we're playing tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, so we got tomorrow, and uh, and, and look for me to join uh, Scott and Mo on the there Silver and Black Today show. Uh, as soon as the game is over, uh, we're going to be live there on their YouTube channel, so check that out, Raider Nation. Support those guys, and uh, thank you for supporting our show and the One Nation Foundation. There you go. And any of you new folks that came over after hearing me on the Harry Ruiz show, thank you very much. Oh, much respect. We appreciate you guys uh, coming out and showing up for Raiders Fan Radio. And, uh, yeah, if you can help with the foundation, that is awesome. Uh, But even more importantly than that, if you can't uh, contribute monetarily, we just ask for your support. Hit a thumbs up, hit a like, hit a subscribe. That generates uh, advertising opportunities for us. And 100% of that money goes to the One Nation Foundation. There you go. All right, I love you guys. See you tomorrow night. See you, bye.